Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. So I wonder what you think the immediate future for Nathan Rourke is. Well, he is under contract with the BC Lions for 2023. However, there is a window he can utilize to pursue the NFL. Even if he goes down in the NFL in 2023 and doesn't have any success, he's going to make bank coming up to the CFL in 2024, whether or not he returns to that childhood team of his, the BC Lions. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to Rogers Place in Edmonton on a very special day. It's quarterfinal Wednesday. We are well underway. We're into the second period of the very first game of four today at the World Junior Hockey Championship. It's Germany up against Finland right now. And Finland's leading the game 3-1. Later on, Canada takes on Switzerland. Cheshire faces the USA, and it's Latvia versus Sweden, and now it's win or go home. The unforgiving format of the World Juniors begins today. We appreciated our visit with Peter Labardius last hour from the Calgary Frames radio crew, and now we're very excited to welcome Andre Pavlik from Team Cheshire, their goaltenders coach. Everybody in Winnipeg's ears perked up when they heard Andre Pavlik's coming on the show today, and they've got a lot of questions for him. Coach Pavlik, I I'll, I'll, should say, how's that feel? Uh, a little bit weird, and, uh, <laughs> but it's a great experience for me so far, and uh, and we'll see how long I'm going to do it. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, we got a lot to go through here. you got some really good goalies with Team Chess, yeah? Tell me, and if you've used two through this tournament so far? We used two, yeah. We used two. Yeah. Who's going today? Well, uh, Tomas Sukhanek, and uh, he's playing against Canada, and I think uh, that uh, he had a really, really good game almost 60 shots so uh I, I think he's ready to go well so it's game day and that's why i'm so pleased that hockey canada brought you down and also team cheshire on a game day thomas shukanik with the tri-city americans we were just amazed at how well he played against canada the other day he was the player of the game for you guys yeah right and he, he literally did all he could do yeah well you know it wasn't easy for him uh, that uh, that was his first game in, on the tournament and especially against the home team and uh and uh, you know he he get ready himself to 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 to, to play well, and uh, you know it's uh, you know the goalie is about the head, you know about the, what you have between the ears, and 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 I think he handled that pretty well, and and uh, you know he got the chance uh, to play uh, tonight again, and and uh, we'll see how that go. You're playing the USA, who's four and zero. There's a lot of people cheering for Cheshire. Have you realized that they want the USA to lose? Well, we, you are felt that? we are in Canada. Right? Yeah, exactly. so, You're not surprised so I'm not by surprised that. surprised at all. Yeah, so just yet, 1-0-1-2 in the round robin. How did you feel your team played to get to this point? 
you know what, we played a really tough game against Slovak you know, on the first game. You know, all, always on the first game on tournament is really tough, and uh, you never know what to expect from, from the both teams. And I think we, you know, we were up 4-2, and they, they, they tied the game, I think, three minutes left, and then we scored the winning goal right after, right ne- next shift. So that was huge for us, and all three points was huge for us. And, uh, and you know, against Finland, I think we... You know, we, that that was uh, I think our best best game so far. Even if we lose in the sh- we lost in the shootout, but uh, overall I think we played a really good game and uh, and uh, we had that uh, you know important point. And uh, after that we played Canada. It was you know our goalie played really well and uh, we 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 make some mistakes that you know you can't do that against against uh, you know great team. And we we uh, we lost the last game against Latvia and. Uh, it was our worst worst game, and uh, you know, I I don't I don't know what what exactly happened that game, but we just wasn't ready to play, and uh, you know, Latvia deserved it. Well, you were playing a team that was very motivated, right? In Latvia, exactly. But it's not an excuse, and uh, yeah. you play the World Juniors, and you have to be motivated just. Just the fact that that you play here, you here, you play in a nice building or like like this one, and and you know, I, 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 I still I don't understand what happened, but you know, with all respect Forget to Latvia, yeah. we, we we should win that game. But if you look at the if you watch the game, and we we just didn't deserve it. Yeah, well, um, you can redeem yourself tonight. This is the game that matters. Exactly. Right. Andre Pavlik, 398 games in the National Hockey League with the Atlanta Thrashers, Winnipeg Jets, and New York Rangers. Played in the queue in Cape Breton, but was an original draft choice of Atlanta in 2005. And I'll get to the NHL stories in a second. And we don't have them for a long time, by the way. <laughs> I should tell the viewers that. I really appreciate you coming down on a game day. But you said before we went on the air, there are things you wish you knew when you were a player that you know now that's what makes you young coaches that's why you're a coach so you can pass that along right yeah but well t- t- tell the viewers what you said well you wish you paid attention a little more yeah to the- yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i'm just a goalie coach so yeah and you know it, it's two different i'm i always saying it's two different sports to be the player and the or the goalie yeah and i really i really you know wish that i pay attention on the meetings and uh, even on the power plays even on the penalty kills even on five on five, because you know now I I, I learning a lot of lot of stuff, and uh, you know I have a great guys around me with the coaching stuff, and 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 uh, you know, but like I said, I I really really wish that I I pay attention more. You bet every goal is like that. You have to understand, you didn't do anything wrong, even at the NHL level. It's get in there and stop the puck. Exactly, that's, that's, that's your job. That's all matters, right? So, right. So, uh, what are you learning now as a coach? And what are you passing uh, along? Yeah, well, I, I started this job in 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 July, and and then I've been with the team now probably like almost two months, and 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 you learn a lot of things. You know, you how to handle for 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 example, like uh, how you handle three goalies. You know, I, I, most of my career I play only with the two goal like two goalies were on the ice on the practice and 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 on the tournaments, and 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 so you learn that how you. How you keep busy, hold three goalies on the practice and before the practice, and and you know in the game on the game day, you know it's it's, it's just it's it's different job. Then is it fun? It's fun. It's fun, and it's it's pressure. It's uh, you know you you play for your for your national team, and it's, and and even if you're coaching, not playing, but you still still do the best, still want to do the best for uh 
for the country and and that's uh, what keep me motivated. How did you get into it? Yeah, well, I I just got the go. I just got a call from uh, from the federation and and uh, even before the head coach and uh, then uh, then we decide then the federation decide who's gonna be the coach and we had the call and and uh, you know here we I, are. I, I was I was great. <laughs> you know, it was great. It's a great opportunity for me and uh, and we'll see how it goes. Good for you. Well, now you just Cheshire has got even more fans here now because of that story. Now, Ryan, you can come on up and take that if you want. Go ahead. <laughs> Ryan in New York, uh, watch people taking photos here, by the way. we got a big deal here, Andre Pavlik. Oh, he yeah, wants okay. to know if you have any stories from your time in Atlanta. What's memorable of your time with the Atlanta Thrashers? Wow. That's, uh, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I enjoy my time in Atlanta, and, uh, and you know, I was young. I was really young, and, and you know, I, it was a lot of pressure on me, and, and and uh you know i would say i don't have any crazy stories in atlanta and but I, what i would say is just my my goalie partner i always had a great guy right beside me and and you know it was johan hedberg chris mason the most yeah you know so it, it was a great guys and they teach me a lot and and you know that's what i remember and then that, that's what i always gonna remember from uh, Patrolman Peter Winnipeg says, this is gold. It is gold. <laughs> I, I, I'm enjoying it as much as you folks are. Oleg in Winnipeg wants to know, who was your favorite all-time teammate? Uh, again, I would say, I'm going to say goalies, but I got the one guy beside that. It was, uh, you know, Ol Montoya, Chris Mason, and... and uh, the, the big guy, big buff, big buff was. Uh, it was a fun guy, funny guy, and uh, it was a great, great to be around him. And I, I, I have to say, buff. Well, there is a, there's a school of thought, English term, if you know what that means, that the Jets' fortunes went when Buff said no more. What do you think about that? Well, you see a combination. Uh, that might be the case. Well, I don't exactly know what. Do, what do you mean? <laughs> when Buff said he don't want to play anymore. Oh, this one. I wasn't there already. I wasn't there, but what I heard, he just didn't want to play. He he played for fun. He he liked to play hockey, but you know, it was a, my case as well. I, I just I didn't enjoy it anymore, and I stopped playing. Well, but the, I think the point is the fans are saying the Jets haven't been good since Buff retired, and just sitting from the outside and watching, it looks that way. Was he that important to that dressing room and and on he, the ice? He was important. He was yeah. important player. Uh, I don't know. You know what I. I I, w- I wasn't there, so it's hard to say, and I don't want to, you know, speculate about what was the reason or not. I think they had a pretty good run yeah. after Buff, I think, and, and uh, you know, they played the third round. They lost uh, Vegas, I think, that year, and, and, and it's hard yes. to say, but of course, he was a big player and, 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 and great, great guy in dressing room. John in Winnipeg says... Pav, can you please tell us something about head coach Paul Maurice that might surprise Jets fans? Got any funny stories about your coach? No. Paul I, I, he doesn't seem like a funny guy. Nice guy, he, but he's funny. funny he's guy? funny guy. Is he's he? funny guy in dressing room, and what, <laughs> I, I respect Paul, and I think he's a great coach. And, and, and you know, what I remember it was the first time he stepped in the dressing room and and tall guy with, you know, had a speech. It was a short speech, and and... You know, there was a time I said, I said, I said it to my, I don't know who was another goalie. I think it was Ol Montoya, I think. And I told him, I said, wow, I think that's going to work. I think that this is going to work. 
after five minutes speech, I said that, and I think it works for Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I think it works too. Talk about what well, you played in Atlanta, where nobody really knew hockey, and you go to Winnipeg, where everybody knows hockey or thinks they know hockey. How difficult! <laughs> everybody know hockey. Everybody know. Yeah, we had that one million coaches there, and I know tough? what you want me to ask. Is uh, that tough? It was tough. It was tough, but you know, first two years it was excitement, excitement. Even if we lose, they were still happy. Uh, they they were happy that we had they had the team back. You know, after a while, and 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 we really enjoyed. But you know, after that, it was kind of the third year. You know, they want to win. They want to win. So, after, you know, but but that's Canada. That that's hockey. You know, you can be happy if you lose the game, and and you know, it, but it get harder and harder and harder every year. But that that's hockey. That that's the pressure, and especially in Canada. You want, they want to win. They want to win. They pay big money to go to watching you. And, and they deserve my time. When I was there, they, did, they deserve a little bit better from, from us. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they do deserve the best in Winnipeg. Whether they're getting it or not remains to be seen. Now, you finished your career with the New York Rangers in 27-18. How did it get, be that you went from Winnipeg to New York? Take me back <laughs> to that. How'd that come to be? Well, I, want, I wanted to retire after the, after the Winnipeg. And and all of a sudden I got the call from the New York and uh, I was waiting for a free agency and uh, we make a deal and, and uh, I, I, I really enjoyed that year in New York and uh, it was a big change for me from Winnipeg to New York City. It was, <laughs> that was big different and, and it was completely new situation for me. I was a backup after, uh, you know, behind, uh, behind uh, Henrik and, and, and the king and uh, the king of the city and, <laughs> and you know, me, right now, as a goalie coach, I'm really happy that I spent the year with the Henrik. Why? He was one of the best. He was the one of the best goalie, and and not only on the ice, but how you how he prepared for the game, how he handled different situations, how he how he handled you know uh, situation after the bad goal, how he handled the next day, how he handled the good the good game, because that's you know that's important as well and. And uh, you know he was uh, he was great. He was great to me, and uh, and uh, I always remember that. Are you realizing now, folks, that everything happens for a reason in life? Do you know that, Pav? Everything happens for a exactly. reason. You know that. And he 100%. said how, how happy he was to go to New York and how that's helped his coaching career. Just a couple technical goalie questions before I let you go because okay. I'm in the goalie union. Is there <laughs> one goalie under six feet tall in this tournament? Is there even one? Oh, I would say I would say yes. I would say the Swiss goalie, I think. So we'll get a look at him today against Canada. But your guys are good are they size. Tall? They're good size. Yeah. Good skaters. You know that. But look at the NHL now. I think the smallest goalie getting in. Good. I would say that. And look at the UC Saros from Nashville. That he's absolutely unbelievable, I think, and for his size. And, uh, you know, it's, you never know. You never know. Just I've often and, said and, it should just... Just stop the puck. It doesn't matter how you do it. But but they've wanted to go to skyscrapers. You're six three. I'm six three. There's six 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 seven goalies in the NHL. Why do you think the NHL went that way? And why do you think it's coming back a little bit? You know that's a tough, really tough questions and uh, question. And uh, I don't know. It's it's the, the game changing, right? The game changing a little bit. The systems changing a little bit. Uh, it's not that tough anymore. You know. You, you, so you have to protect your own crease, right? As a goalie, 
but not anymore. You know, the referee look at it. You know, they protect the goalies, so the goalies doesn't need to be that big. And and of course, you know, they are they are really good skaters right now in in the net. And and it used to be, you know, the worst skater when when as a be kid, the goalie. Yeah. As, as a kid, you wasn't good skater. You went straight to the to the net. And and but the time change, and they are really good skaters. And so if you, if you're a good skater, it's allowed you to. You know, to to be quicker, faster, and everything, and and you don't have to be tall. Yeah, you should be the best skater on the team, and if you're not, work to be the best skater on your team. You can still be a goalie. The reason I ask about the height thing is I see so many kids that are under six feet, but are great goalies, and I look and say you don't even have a chance, and it's not even your fault. You know, so I'm glad to see that that's changing a little bit. Yeah, it's changing a little bit, and yeah. uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. I know you got to go. Thanks right. for this. Good no luck, man. We'll be cheering you. for you. Thanks. Appreciate it. Andre Pavlik of Team Cheshire. We're going to go to a break a little early, okay? So we'll be right back to our note of our producers in Toronto at Game Plus. We'll be right back to the World Junior. You're good. You're good. Thank you. We uh, are from the World Junior Championships, the first of quarterfinal uh, Wednesday, four games today. We'll uh, be right back on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, we're back at Rogers Place in Edmonton on quarterfinal Wednesday. Uh, just ahead of uh, Lee Genier joining us here at our broadcast location on level four, feeder box area. It's win or go home as the quarterfinals begin at the World Hockey Championship in Edmonton today. The big game we're all watching, Canada at 4-0, sits atop the standings after going unbeaten. They will face 1-3 Switzerland today, 7 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Mountain, which is Alberta time. And the other quarterfinals, Finland's taking on Germany. They're on the ice right now followed by Sweden against Latvia. Later on tonight, it's the Americans taking on the Czechs. The struggling Toronto Blue Jays finish off a three-game home series with the Baltimore Orioles today. Day game at Rogers Center. The Jays, who have lost three in a row in eight of their past ten games, send righty Ross Stripling to the mound against Baltimore's Austin Voth. Stripling hasn't pitched since July 30th because of a sore right hip. Fans, bring the thrill of the racetrack to your fingertips with Woodbine's Dark Horse Bets app. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live stream horse races wherever you go. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available for Android and Apple devices. Lee Genier, we're all going to be watching the Queen's Plate, by the way, on Sunday afternoon at Woodbine. You got your bets in yet? I do. I, yeah, I'm uh, working you know, on a it. A dark horse. They, they wait in, you got to wait until yeah. just before game uh, race time. Game well, time. I got my, yeah, I'm working on my picks. So. You're working uh, on your picks. It, You're doing I, your studying? Yes. Well, the great thing about dark horse is, as I just said, with their artificial intelligence. Is that what AI stands for? Yeah. It's powered insights. They tell you who is your best bet. And it's all through algorithms and race results. And yeah, download it and have some fun on Sunday with the Queen's Plate. Well... What a day for sports. Yeah, like this huge day for sports here. I mean, one, a great, great lineup of guests on the RP show today. Huge. Our numbers are huge today by our, our viewership. And just an amazing day with four 
quarterfinal games going on here today at Rogers. So what a day. What a day. You know, it's so. interesting. Listen, I'm going to turn it over to the viewers here right now. Uh, any comments that you have regarding CFL, World Juniors, NHL, Blue Jays, if you will, and uh, your disappointment with them. I should mention the poll results. If we want to sashay over to the CFL topic uh, regarding that, the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, which is Canada's game of the week in the Canadian Football League? Running away with it with close to 80% of the vote is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders home to the BC Lions on Friday night. But I don't know, what, why, why do you think the attendance... And don't go by today's game. If you're watching TSN and seeing the crowd here, there isn't a crowd. There isn't. But it's Germany versus Finland. Like, literally, who cares? Their families didn't even want to cross the pond to come watch this, let alone anybody in Edmonton. But the Canada games, while it's getting better, it's, I don't even, they're not, it's not even half full. And it, it's forced, I don't know if it forced Hockey Canada to make a statement or not, but they felt the impetus to make a statement on Tuesday regarding the poor tenants. Would you have done that? You've been in this business a long time. Yeah, I mean, you know, you always, you know, if you want to bring light to that situation, I mean, I think you always take a, try to take a positive spin or, you know, just saying, hey, listen, there's tickets available. Uh, You know, there's a lot of factors, as we know, uh, surrounding the tournament here. I mean, really, like, you know, we've spent some time and, you know, we, we were in the JW Marriott. It was like a ghost town in there. So I'm just saying it's it's 30 degrees out. I think people are, you know, they're just not in hockey mode right now. The Oilers went really deep in the playoffs. And, you know, I think people spent a lot of money on playoffs uh, in hockey. So, you know, this is a little um, a, a takeaway from their regular schedule. So, you know, the, coming to sit in a rink is probably not top priority. Well, right uh, Rich Robertson in the chat says... It's been a great summer, and ticket prices are atrocious, which we'll get to. Uh, the viewers really enjoyed the interview with Andre Pavlik, as did I. Six three two twelve. He's got about the exact same dimensions as I do. They're just put in a little different places. But we are talking about the tall goalie discussion, and uh, Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg says former Winnipeg high school Gage Alexander was six foot six as a teenager, which blew me away. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, brings up where is it here? He Darren Pang, Andy Moog. Well, Panger's like five foot six. That's in any era that's unheard of that he would make it to the National Hockey League, which tells you how good he is. But I was just glad to hear from Pavlik that that skyscraper mentality in the NHL is kind of going away uh, and it is about just stopping the puck. But what about ticket prices? Where I never got to a question from a viewer on the air with you and I said I was going to. They asked about Ticketmaster. I think it was Ted and Red Deer. said, why have teams all gone to Ticketmaster? And you would know that. You've... Yeah, I mean, it is, it's universal, right? It's, it, it's around the world or North America. So, I mean, it is a platform that you know a league uh, like Hockey Canada's in that are going to use. There are there are other uh, ticketing systems, but um, Ticketmaster, like I say, I'm not going to say it's a monopoly, and so they're either friend or foe because they do. You know, there are a bunch of ticket fees in there, uh, and generally the teams or organizations also take a part of that. And I don't think fans re- understand that as well. So when there's a six dollar surcharge on there generally the team is taking half of that as well so um it is what it is because it's you're not you you're not getting away from it uh on any platform well i like 
dealing with Ticketmaster because I'm traveling all over North America and I've got one app and I can buy the tickets through that one app. That's clearly why they went to it, to make it easier. Yeah. I mean, other that, you would have to search it out. Like, you know, is for the most part, you know, to go to Ticketmaster to buy tickets for any of it. That's why I have the app and it works. Um, I, I understand that the viewers are running <laughs> with the heights of goaltenders in history, and I appreciate the discussion, but I'm not going to necessarily go down that road today, nor with our guests, but we certainly started something with Andre Pavlik. But on the topic of ticket prices, and for those that don't know, I, I know that I need to reintroduce Lee just about every time that he comes on, just because you're new to the outfit. But he was the VP of Sales and Marketing for the Stampeders for 19 years, Calgary Stampeders, one year with the Flames, moved to Saskatchewan Rush from Edmonton to Saskatchewan, won championships there. He was the NLL Executive of the Year and also helped launch the Canadian Elite Basketball League and the Canadian Premier League. So the man knows his way around the front office. And some bobsleigh in there and for five Olympic years. And Olympic bobsled, right. I'm sorry, I always forget that. The reason I bring that up is ticket prices is the number one topic. It comes up every day on this show from our viewers and it must be a number one topic within your offices as a sports team as to what we're going to charge and ticket sales and that's how you do business right it's- yeah i mean that's your generally your number one revenue stream is your ticket sales is get any gate driven league so yeah like i mean that's you know the, the lowest price ticket here is a 40 dollar ticket which you know for the world juniors um you may you know that's middle of the pack but i think that's not overly expensive but all teams like i say they kind of look at you know what their attendance will be and what they need to break even from their ticketing their sponsorship their merchandise and any rights fees that may follow along with that as well so but the, the biggest piece of that pie is always going to be your ticket sales. Well, it'll be very difficult for Hockey Canada or, or any team, for instance, to just say, hey, we're not selling tickets, so let's just hand them all out to the local minor hockey teams or whatever. You can't do that. No. No, you can't. Just, you, you know, you have to have value to your tickets. I mean, it's an amazing product. We're seeing, you know, when, when we look at, the, look at the Team Canada and some of these players, that are going to be in the NHL next year or a year after. I mean, you are seeing the best of the best here. And um, that's why there is such great value for those tickets as well. As I said, we would turn the discussion over to the viewers, whatever you would like to talk about. And uh, on the text line, the 902 line, as you see, 902-518-3033 is the number to reach us here every day. Grant in Kelowna, B.C. writes in and says, Good morning, Rod and Lee. Saskatchewan needs to run the ball, control the clock, and keep Nathan Rourke off the field Sunday night in order to win. I'm just going to be the conduit of comments. I'm not going to agree or disagree. Um, it was I don't know if you heard because it's loud in here with Andre Pavlik. Last segment, he goes, playing in Winnipeg, there's a million coaches with the Jets. Playing with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, there's at least a million coaches and coordinators. And armchair quarterbacks and general managers. Um, do you think Jason Moss doesn't know what he's doing? Oh, no. He definitely knows what he's doing. I think when you come to the offense, I mean, again, it's, it's players finishing their assignments. Uh, you know, like I say, Cody Fajardo looked, looked a little shaky last game. You know, he, I think he made a comment about his confidence. Um, and he's really going to have to step it up. Like, I'm not sure what's going on with him. Um, but he he wasn't the. You remember what if he's playing hurt? 
he could very well be, you know, and we don't know that uh, to the extent of injuries that he might be because he's not certainly the, the Fajardo that we saw last year, the last couple of years. So um, I think that's probably something that would have to be considered for sure. Well, yes, um, keeping Nathan Rourke on the sidelines would be a good way to go about things. But as every team in the CFL, not named Winnipeg, has found out this year, easier said than done. And that's what's tough about the West Division and the CFL, if we, if we want to go down the road of the CFL. That West Division, who was it that said, somebody tell me, I think it was Bud Grant, said the CFL West Division is the toughest division in all of pro football. Because almost every team is good. Well, they are. They are. Like, you, you look at it, they were just going to most likely be going to be a crossover this year. Uh, but it is. You know, you got four out of the five teams with winning records. And uh, I think on any given night, um, and either of those teams can beat anyone. So it's going to be a horse race to the finish. Yeah, well, you would think that West Final would come down to a Winnipeg-BC. They're the two best teams. Yeah, I mean... It's, uh, you know, Calgary's got a great team. BC's got a great team. Winnipeg's got a phenomenal team. So um, Saskatchewan's going to make a play, like I say, to come into the third spot. They're tied with Calgary. All You know, be it Calgary does have a game in hand right now. Um, so anything can happen over these next nine games. Brady from the Bridge City writing in. He says, hello, Rod. Connor Bedard will have two points today. He says, I see Canada, USA, Finland, and Sweden winning today, which I think is all the ones that we picked right off the hop. He said, Drew Locke is out with COVID for the Seahawks, so it seems like as of now, Geno Smith will be the game one starter. Seahawks will have a great selection in next year's draft. I'm predicting top three. One thing I appreciate about Brady, there's a lot of things. He does uh, provide a lot of food for talk and consideration we read right off the top of the show that drew Locke is out with COVID. you're seeing that people are getting the nfl appetite here right now and he talks about the seahawks tanking not necessarily on purpose but for a top three pick and i wonder why the nfl you tell me because you're more of a football guy than me the nhl has a lottery for the number one pick the nba has a lottery for the number one pick why does the nfl not have a lottery when you can straight out tank it if you want to get the number one overall pick, like Jacksonville might have done to get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, that's just part of their DNA, and they've never adopted a lottery system. So, um, you know, that may be something in the future they go to, you know, as I, I, I mean, when you look at, the, you know, the betting, just the, the amount of betting that goes on in the U.S. and the fantasy league there, that you're talking about a massive amount of money. So, you know, that's going to drive a lot of thoughts going forward. Why, but why it doesn't even come up the NFL doesn't have a lottery, and I, I really feel like they should. Just to prevent tanking, which is terrible yeah. for let's, the league. Let's get Roger Goodell in here and ask him. Right. I think he's know? got enough <laughs> things to worry about. Well, see, and uh, Ryan McCarthy says the Seahawks can tank now that they don't owe the New York Jets a first-round pick. Um, oh, BW in Edmonton says, could they not relaunch the CFL network from the 1990s but make it exclusively for social media? Dude, the CFL doesn't even have an app. Like, I don't think the CFL knows what it doesn't know. And I kind of wonder how many guys running in that office even were around in the 80s to remember the Canadian Football Network. Do you remember the Canadian Football Network? Yeah, of course. Of course you do. Why don't they... Ask them. 
Uh, well, oh, we got a break here. Right, away. Andrew Stout says, "Hey Rod, so fans did not like Chris Jones, but he put his team in a position twice to go to the big game. The team needed to make a play, and they didn't. The coach cannot do everything." You're right, Andrew, but it is a results-based business. How many times have we had to say that? And he didn't get into the Grey Cup. We're talking about the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Had he, they'd like him. And Jones knows that. He knows that. Yeah. Now, why they don't like him here in Edmonton, I don't necessarily understand because he did win them a championship here. But that's a them problem. Uh, we'll see you back here for overtime, okay? Yeah, I look forward to it. Sammy Cosentino joins us next from Hogtown. Sammy, put on your Blue Jays cap, too, because I want to talk to you about the Bluebirds as well as the World Jays. We'll be right back to Rogers Place after this timeout. You're watching on the Game Plus Television Network. We're also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. The nicest hockey arena on the planet. You're looking live at Rogers Place in Edmonton on quarterfinal Wednesday. We're through two periods of the first quarterfinal, and it is Team Finland leading Team Germany 3-2. Our guy, Mydale Mike Lee, said this will be the closest game of the day, and it has been. And joining us to talk about it from Rogers Sportsnet, CHL, NHL analyst, prospect analyst, Sammy Cosentino. Uh, Sammy, I appreciate you. Always good seeing you, buddy. Always great chatting hockey with you. And we got a lot to go over here. Your thoughts on the tournament, the round robin, and moving into the quarters? Has it gone the way you thought it would? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, if I look at what's happening here in the quarters, the game that probably has the most intrigue for me is the U.S.-Czech game. I think the Czechs got a little bit more to give. I think the U.S. has been really stingy defensively. And I think when those two things clash, you know, uh, something interesting may happen. Other than that, though, I, I think, uh, you know, the favorites, as we're seeing them, even with this 3-2 game, the Finns, the Swedes, and the Canadians, I would expect all to to move forward. And uh, it's just, it's it's really been kind of interesting. I mean, the, the cloud of the scandal hangs over this thing. It's in summer when people have, have planned to do other things. Um, it just doesn't have that same feel as what you get in the winter. So, I know a lot of people are, are down in the program right now. Some have uh, reason to be. There's no question about it. Uh, but by the same token, if we're looking at this as, as what it's going to look like moving forward, I'd say the real litmus test would uh, would come in Halifax, right? Yeah, for sure. And as, you know, as far as the attendance goes, I wonder what anybody expected moving this to summer when they announced it uh, first week of January, or I guess it was between Christmas and New Year's. And they said they were going to play in August. They announced that later in the spring. You knew that it wasn't going to be packing the barn. My God, Sammy, it's 30 degrees here. And I can't be in Edmonton at a World Juniors without thinking of you. I don't care if it's minus 40, plus 40. This is our town, buddy. Uh, but, hey, Connor Bedard, your thoughts on his play so far? Really amazing. I think the thing that's, that, that sticks out to me is uh, I'm just noticing a little bit more power in the stride, uh, a little more first quick. Uh, first step quickness which I think are you know is an important element for a guy like that but he's starting to look a little bit like Nathan McKinnon in terms of just how he jumps when he gets the puck his ability to shoot the puck hasn't changed it's continued to improve that's world class that's uh, 
you know, I, I think he'd be uh, noted for that if he were to play in the National Hockey League right now. That's, that's how good it is. So um, you're looking at a guy who just continues to make big strides, 51 goals last year. And, and what's really interesting about this player, Roddy, is there, there's been so much adversity he's had to face, and he's kind of fought through all of it, you know, whether it's playing in a bubble in Regina, whether it's not being able to get the – the regular, you know, uh, WHL schedule, even last year when they weren't playing against the West. Um, the fact that, you know, he had to go to the to the under-18s in Texas and, and performed extremely well there. This guy's really fought through a lot here in his draft minus two and his draft minus one years. And it's kind of cool to see that things look somewhat close to normal here in his draft minus one year. And I can't help but think, you know, having gone out to the Alinka for a couple of days, that if you were part of that team, what kind of damage Canada would have done? I mean, I guess you can't get any more gold than gold, but uh, what an amazing, amazing player. Really, uh, and I guess the other thing, Roddy, that I probably didn't mention, I mean, you, you talk about uh, John Paddock being out for a while. You talk about the coaching change from Dave Struish, and then you go from Paddock to Struish to, to, to Brad Haroff, and he's just transitioned through all of this. So I, I don't think he's probably getting enough credit for all the adversity he's had to face through his young career so far, and yet he's handled it absolutely perfectly and continues to do what he does best, and that's play top-level hockey. I wish you and I could go for a coffee and talk about this more because the talk amongst the hockey people here, Sammy, is that the Pats have to trade Bedard. They have to. And we'll see how that goes over in the Queen City as they try to sell season tickets this offseason. And Kamloops hosting the Memorial Cup, as you know. Um, To the rest of the uh, World Juniors, are you thinking a USA-Canada final? Or what? who do you think are the two best teams here that will be left standing at the end? Yeah, I think so. I thought going in, the the Swedes would have a little bit more to give, to be honest with you. They haven't really overwhelmed me with any particular part of the game, and they probably should have. The Finns are always going to give you a good run here, and once they get into the semifinals, which I'm pretty certain is going to happen here through the next 20 minutes, uh, you know, can always give you a a good game, but their goaltending's been a little bit underwhelming. But the way I look at it is, I mean, through four preliminary round games, the U.S. gave up four goals. Caden and Burkle's been brilliant. He was at his best against the Swedes, stopping 28 of 30 there to get them through as the first place finisher in the pool. So I really like what they what they have. They have goal scoring. They've got skill. They've got some D. You know, they really have it going on right now. And I thought Caden and Burko, the, the goaltender, you know, Colorado college guy, under six foot guy, undrafted guy, comes in as, as the underdog and, and really maybe maybe the surprise of the tournament so far. And we'll see what he has to give here against the Czechs and, and moving forward for the U.S. Oh, boy, speaking of, Rich Robertson says, Sammy, does Borgo have a chance of cracking the order lineup this season, or does he need a couple of years in the A? I, I would say probably a couple of years. I, I love his path. I love what he does. Uh, awesome player. Really shoots the puck extremely well. You know, we talk a lot about Connor Bedard, but Xavier Borgo is one of those guys who can really shoot the puck well. But if I look at you know, Ken Holland seems to me that he's kind of settled into what his manager's style is going to be here. And if you go back to, to what he did in Detroit, they pretty much overcooked everybody. And so I think Borgo is going to be no different than that. I don't know if they require his help right away. I don't know if he comes up and plays, if he can be an effective guy in a bottom six role, which is where he'd have to play if we were to play with the Oilers this season. So I think the opportunity to give him some reps in the American Hockey League uh, are, is going to be super, super important for him. But I love the trajectories on I love how his game has grown, you know, since watching him at 16 years old with Shewinigan through to the Memorial Cup this year. Uh, have a lot of really good things to say about the player, but uh, obviously his calling card is shot. 
uh, is a shot, but I do believe that some time in the American Hockey League will, will serve him well and, and serve the Oilers well. All kinds of questions coming in regarding the prospects, but I got to switch to baseball in the time we have left. Sammy is uh, originally the voice of the Montreal Expos on the score, as we all know, Sam, and talk about fondly. These Blue Jays, man, they can't fire another manager. They're leading the American League in errors. What's your take on the Bluebirds here uh, as they get into the down the stretch? You know, as poorly as they've played here, especially over this this ten game stretch, they're still in a position uh, in a wild card position. And and to be honest with you, I kind of like that because this team hasn't played to its potential. I think there's a lot more left in the tank here. And if you can endure a bad stretch at this time of year where the playoffs are right around the corner. I think it bodes well for you. So I know people are panicking right now. You look at the, you know, losing eight out of 10, you think that's the end of the world. For for me, I kind of look at it the flip side. Better for this to have happened now than a month from now, and then you're playing yourself out of a playoff position. So situation for the Blue Jays is got to get back, you know, getting Springer back and healthy. I don't know if he's going to be, you know, healthy enough through here the rest of the year. But he changes the dynamic of the lineup so much, and he changes what you're able to do, especially late in games when you're when you're trying to match up or you need that important player to come off the bench for you. Uh, I just hope George is, is healthy enough to to do what he does best, and that's be a, a real catalyst in the leadoff spot, be excellent in the center field when he gets the opportunity to play out there, and really be a spark plug for this club as he was signed for such a long time to do. So a lot of different things, Roddy, have happened. You know, Bichette hasn't had quite the year. Vladdy's had a good year. The average is pretty good. The hit streak looked pretty good. Uh, but the power, maybe not exactly where we'd expect it to be. Still looking for some swing and miss out of the bullpen. Still trying to figure out what you're going to do with, with your three and four, your four and five starters. But overall, to endure this stretch and still be in a wild card spot, I think is pretty impressive. And I think that actually bodes well for Tron. But they are a tremendous team, Sammy Reich. Six all-stars. Yeah. If for whatever reason the, the bottom fell out, that would be massively disappointing for the Blue Jays and their fans. Expectations are high, but they should be. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah, no, no question about it. And listen, you know, management is going to have to be held to account here at some point. I mean, they've spent some time building things up. You kind of get into the cheapy playoffs there with the with the shortened season and playing in three different homes, but it still worked out to get into the playoffs because they were expanded. So, so good for you, but I, I don't think there's any more hall passes left for the, for this management group. They've done what they've had to do. They've gone out and spent money when they've had to, they've been active on the, the trades and, and acquisitions. Um, so, so this is kind of a team that they're going to have to take moving forward. And if it doesn't work out, if a playoff spot is not available to Toronto, then I think management will be held to account. They've kind of fired their one bullet here with the, you know, with the managerial change. Yeah, absolutely. Fun to watch. Hey, they're taking to the ice for the third. We'll let you uh, watch it, Sammy. Thanks for the visit as always, my man. Enjoy the hockey. Okay, Roddy. Hey, listen, don't tear up Edmonton without me, bud. <laughs> Not a chance. Sportsnet CHL and NFL, uh, NHL analyst and prospects analyst Sammy Costantino joining us from Toronto. We'll be back with overtime right after this. You're watching on Game Plus Television. Available all across Ontario on Kojiko and Rogers Cable, East Link in Quebec and Videotron. You're also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
All right, we're back for overtime. It's proudly brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the World Junior Hockey Championship. It is four games, three hours, 12 hours of hockey on the go here at the World Jays at Rogers Place in Edmonton. It's right on the other side of this wall. Lee Genier joins me for overtime. Are we going to take this thing down? Right yeah. after the show and uh, sit here and watch hockey or what? Yeah, absolutely. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> we have the best seats in the house. Why wouldn't we? Exactly. Do you feel like this barn will be full or to what percentage do you think it'll be full by the weekend, assuming Canada continues on this run and makes it to the gold medal game? Yeah, I, I'm going to guess that there's probably going to be 8,000, 8,500 in here for the Canada game tonight. And then, you know, was yeah, on, on predicated they win. Um, it will be full for a gold medal game on Saturday yeah. as well. My brother asked me on Monday what was the attendance for the Canada-Finland game, and I, ha- I had to guess. I don't know the barn that well yet. I haven't seen that many games here, plus the entire upper ring is curtained off, and I don't know if that comes across on television or not. I don't know if people notice. No, so no. I can't, you're sitting there going, okay, if 50% is above is the upper deck and we're less than 50% full, you know what I mean? You're trying to do the math. But I would love to see them pull the curtain back here for the semifinals and the gold medal final, assuming Canada will be in it. Monty in Saskatoon watching says, I love overtime, Rod and Lee. Go, Canada, go. Um, The thing that's blown Lee away the most, and I enjoy all the time that we spent together. I always enjoy our time together, but this week's been especially fun. When Jason Greger came in here the other day from TSN Radio, and just casually dropped that Victor Quee is worth $400 million, the president of the Edmonton Elks. It's, you're just like, you've brought it up like 10 times since. You're like, what, what, what? Yeah. Like nobody I'm, I'm, knew I'm, this. I'm trying to connect the dots. Is somebody that's worth that kind of money is chasing a CFL president's job. So um, I was just astonished, right? Because I think we talk about... You know, I think you either have the the opportunity to be the hero or the donkey in that situation. And, you know, right now with the S being 2-7, and seven, they're really fighting an uphill battle. So it has an opportunity to take your brand down. I think Victor's doing a great job, but in the same respect, it is, um, you know, there is a lot of wood to chop there. To, so, I mean, that's going to be a reflection on your career. But again, you know, a guy that's worth $400 million. Does he care? <laughs> yeah. Like, right. what's, I'm just, what's the end game, I'm guessing? But, but. guys like you and guys like Victor um, lo- love a challenge. And I would throw myself in that realm, too. My God, what's a bigger challenge than getting this show off the ground and you joining us? Victor's taking that team from the, you launched a couple of leagues. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a challenge. You chopped a lot of wood there. I would assume for Victor, it's it's the challenge that he loves, and it is his hometown. Yeah, right? it, yeah. I'm gonna, you know, and hopefully, you know, we have him in studio later this week. We I, we might ask him that question. So. Uh, well, I was out in beautiful Chestermere Lake, Alberta, a couple of weeks ago, not visiting Bo Levi Mitchell, believe it or not, where he lives. And apparently, we don't have time to get Bo on today. Apologies to Bo, but I don't think we're gonna have time oh, to get him on. No. But I saw. You know those waste um, disposal containers that you put out in the street? Yeah. It had Quee disposal on it, on the street. And I'm like, is he into this too? Is this his family? But And I asked Gregor, and he goes, no, no, no. Victor made all his money from the MMA Fight Club in uh, Singapore, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but furthermore, 
you weren't at the Riders and Elks the other night. I was. Victor really shook the earth when he said all kids age 12 and under will get in free for Elks games for the rest of the year. Now, it was a Saturday night at 8 kickoff. There weren't that many kids there. I don't know if it was past their bedtime or because it's summer. Who cares? It's Saturday night. But that, that that didn't exactly seem to take off, Lee. Yeah, yeah. You know, when there's always generally connected to something, like the parents have to buy tickets as well. But you know, you were there. You saw the crowd. I think they announced twenty five. Um, I would guess that they maybe had fourteen, fifteen in the building. Actuals um, at the absolute most. Yeah. So um, you know, they're trying everything. You know, I know Victor came out with his singles uh, singles night. Uh, yeah, how'd that go over? <laughs> I don't think that went over real well. I mean, ubiquitous, so you just come to a game and meet people anyway. But um, uh, that's what I think of, you know. The he's whole, trying stuff, But he is though. trying. I think he's trying everything, and kudos on, on him for that. And, it's uh, like Lonnie Gleiberman. Yeah. So uh, are they going to have a wet T-shirt contest before the game? Mardi Gras. So. Mardi Gras. Uh, Dougal Cameron watching in Calgary regarding goalies and their height. Last minute of play on the RP show. Last minute of play. Dougal Cameron says, Mike Vernon was pretty good in his day. He was about five foot eight. He got a ring. Right. Well, here's the thing. Everybody says the game's changed. The puck hasn't, and the net dimensions haven't. So why do the goalie dimensions have to change? From Wilf Gerhardt, he says, there's too much hockey in Edmonton. It has fans staying home. Remember, the Oil Kings went deep as well. Television is priced right to watch games. That's the thing. People are staying home, and I'm glad it's not my job to have to sell tickets. I'm actually happy to be on television. That's yeah. the perfect spot for us. Yeah. I mean, sitting in front of your 75-inch high-def TV, they're not a better place to watch any games. So. And that's what we're going to be doing. Or Other watching than, us. Well, watching us, exactly. But being here is a lot of fun today. Quarterfinal Wednesday. We got it. We'll see you all tomorrow. Where's my pen? Noon Eastern here on Game Plus TV. I had this take! <laughs> Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Oh, good one, Rod. Bob's your uncle. Done deal. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.